I'm Ken Boone. Welcome to my podcast, Much More to Say. This show is sponsored by the Descant Music and Media Group, creators and producers of podcasts covering a wide range of subjects. Our shows are hosted on Spreaker and available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Now, on with the show. Twenty twenty two New Year's resolution number six. Watch less cable news. So I did, and I replaced it with watching sports. Now after a while, the sports watching even brought more stress to me than the political news, which was always driving me nuts. You know it. Now the games themselves were great, whether my team wins or loses. Now don't get me wrong. If they Screw up, I'm going to yell at the TV, but doesn't everybody? Now, what really drives me nuts is having to listen to these what we call hot topic talking heads who think the only way they can get their point across is to out yell their colleagues. And they actually get paid large sums of money just to piss off half the audience. It's called controversy. On any given broadcast, you can hear them say the dumbest things like, he has to make that shot. He just has to step up. He has to hit that pitch. He has to catch that pass. He just has to do it. We pay him a lot of money, and he has to show up. Really? Like the player is trying to fail or miss that shot or strike out or drop the ball or any number of boo-boos, it's like they're trying to do it on purpose. Is that what they think that we believe? I mean, it drives me absolutely nuts. I can't get enough of that. So who are these talking heads? Let's get a definition. You know me. Talking heads are people who appear in television discussion programs and interviews to give their opinions about a topic. That's just the generic definition. Now, from the Collins English Dictionary, used in slang... A talking head is someone whose talk is empty and pretentious. Now, from the Urban Dictionary, a talking head is someone who never stops talking. They will corner you by your car after a long day's work to tell you gossip about the neighbors or to ask you about the details of your day so they can distort it and spread it throughout the neighborhood. Not all talking heads are malicious, but all talking heads are idiots and time wasters. You can lose many precious hours cornered by a talking head. Now, the Urban Dictionary is harsh, but um, a lot of people agree with what they have to say in terms of a definition. I do. Now, wherever you get your definition, there's one consistent trait that these people tend to have in common, and that is they tend to have very strong opinions. 
And you know what they say about opinions. That's right. <laughs> Everybody has one. I left out the other part because I don't want to put an E next to my um my episode. That means I'm using explicit language. Now, sometimes I'm getting upset to the point where I'm actually going to let something slip out, and then I'll just put the Scarlet E on, and then you'll know that, you know, Ken's saying bad words. But moving on. Now, why do these people think that their opinions are more valid than the next person's? Now, according to George Bernard Shaw, who wrote, those who can, do. Those who cannot, teach. I'd like to add to that. Those who can do neither, sit on the sidelines and just criticize, talk nonsense. In other words, become talking heads. Now, what kind of talking heads are out there? There's basically three types. And these are all opinionated people, like I said earlier. The first two are truly offensive, while the third is actually obnoxious. Type one, the opinionated know-it-all who doesn't know what he's talking about is a jerk. Type two, the opinionated know-it-all who knows what he's talking about is a prick. And type three, the opinionated blunt person is just out of touch with how much he turns people off. Many times, they will actually try to intimidate you to the point that you become submissive, or they will infuriate you so much that they hijack your ability to think. Now, I know of one fairly popular guy is in the sports arena. He's a talking head, says he's an expert, but he makes a habit of constantly interrupting the other guest. And when they try to jump back in, he'll tell them he's not finished yet. So you be quiet. I'm not finished yet. And the funny thing is, this guy, I mean, he's a lot younger than me, but we traveled in the same types of circles. And uh, he caught, caught a few breaks that I you know, didn't get. I didn't try for, actually, so I can't complain. But his behavior, if it were on the playground, there'd be consequences. At bare minimum, he'd be ostracized. Worst case, nobody would pick him to play. And in the extreme case, he'd get chased home. So, again, they pay him a ton of money, and they don't know what they're getting. And, again, that's why I said it, they piss off half of the audience. I'm of that half. All right, now, let me give you some examples. Now, here's some real-life examples. Typically, you'll have on the panel someone with real-life experience, either a former politician or political operative in the cable news arena or a former athlete or coach in the sports arena. These are the two I'm talking about right now. You'll also have someone who's really done nothing in the arena in question but claims to be the be-all, end-all. And they'll tell the other ones who've actually had the experience, you know, boots on the ground, rubber meeting the road, whatever kind of cliche you want to use, that they know more than that other guy. So the peanut gallery is actually calling the shots. 
Now, what do these people, the know-it-alls, have in common with each other, no matter what arena they work in? They have a ton of charisma. They have controversy. And a Rolodex full of reliable sources. And I'll add one more, a bit of masochism, because if they behaved that way growing up, again, these guys might have been chased home a few times. It's, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm breaking character, but uh, it just drives me nuts, and it always has. Now, those sources, which gives the fact, not the charisma, not the controversy, the sources are good for providing the who, what, when, where, and all that stuff. Now, as far as the why and the how, I don't want to hear these people's opinion. Especially if it differs from mine. <laughs> I am the audience, and the audience is always right. Strike that. But I don't want to hear their opinion. You know, I'm, I'm turning to listen to the news. I want to know what the sports So I, anyway, I can hear it, but it, when you force it down my throat, I get a little upset. All right, I've complained. Now, how can I cope with these people? How can you cope with these uh, opinionated jerks? I went to psychology today. <laughs> it's source, and it has this article I read called Five Keys to Handling Judgmental and Opinionated People, and a subtitle, How to Handle Highly Opinionated People. Same thing. Now, some of the article goes like this. Most of us come across judgmental and opinionated people at some points in our lives. These individuals may presume that they know better and may be inclined to correct your words, perspective, behavior, and or life choices. How can you effectively handle those who insist on imposing their views? Well, not all of the tips that the article lays out may apply to our particular situation. Their advice is to just simply use what works and leave the rest. Now, I wish I'd found this article decades ago. It would have saved me a whole lot of headache. But let's uh, jump in. Tip number one, set boundaries diplomatically. Now, when someone insists on levying his or her opinion on you or onto you, respond assertively and diplomatically with I and it statements. For example, if a person unreasonably says to you, you need to think about the issue my way, or you're better off doing this as I say, respond with any combination of the following. I prefer to look at the issue this way. I'm happy with how I'm handling the matter. It works for me to use this approach. It's important to me that I take care of it my own way. What these I and it statements have in common is that they are more difficult to outright disagree with. After all, you're simply exercising your choice, your own choice, as an adult. Should someone insist on grilling you, avoid getting defensive by engaging in arguments or justifications. Say briefly and succinctly that it's my choice or it's my take. I always add, I'm not doing anything illegal, immoral, or whatever. Repeat the short I and it statements until the difficult individual gives up. 
and usually they do. Tip or key number two, say thank you to terminate the topic. An effective way to halt unsolicited advice is simply to say thank you in a firm tone of voice. It's a polite yet powerful way to indicate that you are no longer interested in discussing the matter. You can use thank you as part of a diplomatic and or assertive statement. For example, I appreciate your input. Thank you. I'm okay with the ways I'm handling this, but thank you. This is how I look at the issue, but thanks. I'm happy with my decision, but thanks. I get your point, thanks. Now, when you set boundaries in this manner, those who are socially aware will get the message and likely back off. With someone who impolitely insists on pushing their views, consider using the next three tips. Tip three, change the topic. If a stubborn person doesn't take your diplomatic hints and continues to pursue an unwelcome issue, take control of the situation by changing the topic. You can do this easily by posing questions of a completely different nature back to this person. Now, pick a, a subject that that person will enjoy talking about. Or if you're in a group environment, ask your question to someone else. Cut off the stream of unsolicited advice and redirect the focus. Number four, you can change the topic with an ally. Now, this works great in a group get-together. If you participate ahead of time that the opinionated individual will give you a hard time, make arrangements with a friend, an ally, in advance. When the judgmental person begins to pontificate, <laughs> either have your ally interrupt and begin a new topic, or you can initiate a different conversation with that ally. And finally, tip five, if all else fails, just walk away and keep a healthy distance. Not every difficult person is worth grappling with. Pick your battles. Your time is important and your peace of mind a priority. In the face of an extremely negatively entrenched individual, simply say you have to go and diplomatically make your exit. If you're at a group get-together, keep a healthy distance by spending most of your time communicating with other members in a separate space. Think twice before obligating yourself to interact with the judgmental individual. You don't have to talk to them. Now, I do want to give you a note of caution. For these people, it's usually a short hop from being a loud, opinionated bore to being a full-blown bully especially if he's got a crowd around him, him or her. And we never wanted to get that far because those situations typically end badly. And a lot of times, the subject of his ridicule comes out with the short end of the stick because these people are well-versed at being jerks. And we're the prey. Sometimes they size us up and they say, okay, I can push my opinion on this guy and I can also intimidate these guys from, you know, interceding or jumping in so I can get control of the room. 
They call it terrorism. <laughs> they call it terrorism because that's what it technically is. Doing harm to a few to get control over the many. Terrorism. Now, the coping tips laid out in this episode are meant to help in situations that find you face-to-face with these opinionated people. Dealing with these people in these scenarios is actually much harder, mainly because they like to get in your face as an aggressively intimidating tactic. Now, when these people are invading the airwaves via your TV set or your radio, all you have to do is change the channel and come back later when you're sure they're gone. And if you come back and they're still there, find something else to watch. There's plenty of stuff to watch. There's plenty of stuff to listen to. You don't have to deal with it. Okay, another note of caution. Now, the suits who make the decisions believe that this controversy sells, and they may keep these people around until they really screw up and give them the affirmation in the form of huge salaries and larger platforms. Now, if that's the case, you may have to cross that show off your list, cross that network off your list. But anyway, you get to vote with your feet. You walk away. You will survive without that show. And at some point, that person will piss off the wrong person. Rest assured. You have a lot of options out there vying for your eyeballs, your ears, whatever. Your senses. Now, as I said earlier on a previous episode... I find myself now listening to a lot of podcasts, not just because I do a podcast, but I like to hear what people have to say. I mean, I find that raw interaction inspirational and actually educational. You should try it. And since there are over 2 million shows out there, I'm sure you'll find something to your liking. Our quote for today is from the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. Those who look for the bad in people will surely find it. Until next time, this is Ken Boone. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more than number two say.weebly.com You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our podcasts are hosted on Spreaker. We can also be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most podcast directories. So like, comment, share, and join the conversation. This has been a production of the Descant Music and Media Group.